All right. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Bible in Real Life podcast. I'm your host, Lee Fuller, and I want to thank you for joining us. Today, we've been going through a series of the importance of family, right? So we talked about the importance of family. We talked about the importance of mothers, and today we're going to talk about fathers. Yes, a podcast that will talk about fathers in this world, um, in this society, sometimes Fathers kind of get neglected, get a bad rap, um, so forth. But today I want to talk about fathers. Why? Because I think it's important. But before I do that, hey, are you subscribed to the podcast? <laughs> hey, are you following us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok, etc.? If not, you're missing out on some of these daily teachings or these daily uh, instructions that'll help us in real life, right? That's the goal here to take the biblical, to take the um, knowledge of God's word and apply it into daily life. That's why we call it Bible in real life, in case uh, you didn't know. But let's jump into it a little bit. Um, I did a little bit of research um, and I tell people, hey, if you want to get something done, just do 10 seconds of research, right? And 10 seconds of research revealed a little bit about Father's Day. So I want to talk about that for a second. So um, uh, Father's Day was first celebrated, according to this article on, um, Bible stories for children. <laughs> I know sometimes when you're doing your second of research, you, you want to go to different sources, but, uh, I was looking at this one. Um, so this is the first one I found. You can fact check me, um, if I'm, if I'm incorrect and you can put it in the comments or something like that, but. The first Father's Day in the United States was celebrated in Spokane, Washington on June 19, 1910 by a Miss John Dodd. All right. Her father had raised six children alone after his wife died in childbirth. <coughs> um, he was also a Civil War veteran. It wasn't until 1966. That Father's Day was declared a national holiday in the U.S. and wasn't until 1972 that the special day happened every year, right? So um, it makes sense that there be a day to celebrate fathers. There be a day to celebrate those that, that make such a indelible or a lasting impact on our lives. And today, that's what I want to do. I want to talk about, I'll mention a couple people in the Bible, a couple fathers, um, and we're going to look at what the Bible has to say to our fathers. So let's, let's start with, um, well, we have to, I think one great place to start is the Big Ten. I like using the Big Ten because this is moral laws for the world, right? So if we go to if we go to Exodus chapter 20, right? Uh, we know that the Big Ten is found in Exodus chapter 20. It also is found a second time in Deuteronomy chapter 5, but we're going to go to Exodus chapter 20. And Exodus chapter 20, verses 13, verses 12 says, Honor your father and your mother that your day may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you, right? So 
in the Big Ten, God places a priority on honoring your father and your mother. I think this is important because, number one, that your days may be long in the earth, <laughs> right? Because you don't want your daddy to kill you. I know how many times uh, they'd be like, well, I would kill you, <laughs> right? <laughs> but that's, that's not the only reason why we should honor our mother and father, because God tells us to. Right. So this day of celebrating uh, and honoring our fathers is a biblical concept. Right. Um, so we want to make sure we spend time. And can I encourage you to not just do it on the third June, the third Sunday in June, but make it a, a daily thing, you know, a weekly thing, you know, an occasional thing to honor your father. Right. So. I want to look at a couple examples of fathers and bring out just a couple lessons in our, in our brief time together. All right. So uh, <clears throat> let's, well, I guess we have to start with the very first earthly father, right? We start with the very first earthly father and that was Adam. Okay. Now we, <laughs> we see very quickly, very quickly that uh, there are consequences for bad behavior, right? So uh, in Acts, I mean in Acts, in Genesis chapter three, there's the fall of man. And by Genesis chapter four, I believe, uh, I think by Genesis chapter four, we have one brother rising up against another brother. You're like, wait, this doesn't sound like very good, um, uh, a very good reputation of Adam as a father, but God told him to be fruitful and multiply, right? So Adam was fulfilling God's purpose and plan to fill the earth. Um, however, when we have, um, when we choose to disobey God, we really invite consequences into our families. I, I, I don't do a whole lot of counseling yet, but uh, at some point, some people start asking my opinion. <laughs> at some point, people will say, hey, what do you think? Or what does the Bible have to say about this? And um, I do know that doing things God's way, being obedient to God will, uh, create a blessing and will, uh, help you to have a, a, a better life. Actually, the Bible says in, where is it? Yeah. Proverbs 20 verses seven, Proverbs 20 verse seven. It says, children are blessed if a father walks in integrity. Um, well, that's the point I want to make. The verse says, the righteous who walk in his integrity, blessed are his children after him, right? And it's clearly seen in the very first parents, right? When they did not walk in righteousness, um, then we see that there was dysfunction in the family. So I encourage you, you want to have a blessed family father? then um, I, I believe it's on us to walk in integrity. Now, I do want to bring out that um, even though Adam and Eve sinned, right? Uh, and we know that Cain killed Abel. We see that in Genesis chapter four, I believe. Um, but later in Genesis, we see that God gave Adam and Eve, another son, and many more sons. But that third son, Seth, okay? 
this is a reminder to us that even if we blow it, even if we come off of the righteous path, God is able to restore us. God is able to, I don't want to say give us a do-over, but um, allow us to do better the next time. Okay. So if you are not walking in integrity, if you're like, man, my life, my family's in shambles, God will forgive you. God can restore you and we can continue to walk and be the men that are honorable, right? God challenges us to um, honor your father and mother. And I think one challenge is sometimes men aren't being honorable and God desires for us to be men worthy of that honor. All right. So let's keep going. Let's keep going. Who else in the Bible would be a good lesson for us to look at? Hmm. You know, well, let's stay in Genesis for a little bit. There was a guy by the name of Noah. And uh, if you don't know the story, the story of Noah can be found in your Bibles. But in Noah, in Noah, um, okay, um, I'll have to search for the for the story of Noah. But Noah, I believe it's in roughly five. Yeah, in Genesis five, we have this this guy Noah, and God tells Noah. Hey, there's wickedness in the world. I'm going to flood the earth. I'm going to destroy the world, right? And one thing Noah does is he obeys what God tells him to do and his obedience saved his family, okay? So God says, hey, I'm going to flood the earth. I need you to make a ark. And in this ark, I'm going to save the animals and I'm going to save you and your family, right? So uh, we see Noah as a father that... Uh, his obedience to God protected his family. Hey, we live in a dangerous world. And um, we live in a dangerous world. And as fathers, if we are obedient to God's word, we can create that hedge of protection. We can create that arc of safety. And, you know, let me back up a little bit. And it's not just physical safety and security because because most men are comfortable embracing this physical, you know, uh, security, right? Hey, I got my my situation over there that in case I need to grab it, I can physically protect my family. However, um, fathers, are we also providing a place of emotional security for our wife and for our children, right? Are we providing a, a shelter, right? Um, is there a sense of security? I believe, so my pastor always says, uh, number one need of a woman is security, right? And I think it's important that as we go in the work, as we're paying bills, as we're working hard and providing for the family, we create that sense of security. Um, as our children come to us and we give them wisdom and good advice and emotional support, we create that net of security that um, that I believe God calls us to do. In Proverbs chapter 14, verses 26, he says, the fear, wait, uh, it says, fear, in the fear of the Lord, 
one has strong confidence and his children will have a refuge. In the fear of the Lord, one has strong confidence and his children will have a refuge. That is Proverbs 14, 26. And it encourages us just like Noah. Hey, in fearing the Lord and obeying what God's word says, we were able to provide safety and security and protection for our family. And I want to encourage us fathers to embrace that and to walk in that um, as we are uh, studying Father's Day. Uh, you know, this one I think is interesting because of the world we live in today. So there was a guy in the Bible who name was Joseph. Now I'm not talking about Joseph in Genesis because I know we did Adam and Noah in Genesis. And, and Joseph uh, had good children, you know, uh, Esau, Manasseh, <clears throat> Ephraim and Manasseh. But I'm talking about Joseph, Jesus's earthly father. So shout out to the men that are raising children that are not your own. Oh, man. So uh, if you don't know the story, Noah, I'm sorry, if you don't know the story, um, Mary, Virgin Mary is having a baby and the angel comes and says, hey, this is a child of the Lord. So don't divorce her. And I still want you to marry this woman. So Joseph being a man of integrity, a man of character, because he watched this. Because he loved the woman, he took care of the child, okay? Because of his love for, for uh, Mary and his obedience to God's word, I mean, and obedience to the voice of God, he took care of Jesus, who was not his biological son. And um, so, uh, fathers, you may be in a situation where you are dealing with a child that is not your own. Uh, however, we should still provide, protect, and instruct that child. Okay, um, and mothers, let me let me let me tack this on. Mothers, allow the father to be instrumental. Uh, allow wise men of God to um, help and assist in raising and and instructing the child and disciplining the child, whatever that looks like in your context, right? So I just wanted to give a shout out to Joseph who, because I know there's a lot of blended families in churches. There's a lot of blended families just in our society. And sometimes fathers that are raising children that are not their own uh, don't always get the same um, congratulations and the same honorable mention as as uh, fathers with biological children, right? So we do want to acknowledge that there is a use case in the Bible and Joseph being a man of character, right? Um, we also realize in the Bible that Mary had other children after Jesus. So there were Sister, Jesus had um, stepbrothers and sisters, right? So it was just interesting, this whole situation that Jesus was raised up in. But Joseph, we believe, um, was very instrumental in keeping this family together, right? 
I mean, I can imagine there was some some jealousy. Oh man, so you you the son of God, huh? Oh Jesus, hey mom, Jesus said he's the son of God. And mom's like, well, he he is, <laughs> right? But I I can imagine how Joseph had to navigate this system uh, in wisdom and um, and uh, respectfully, right? Um. So what else? What else? What else? Next, I want to talk about another man in the Bible. Let's go back to. Um, let's go back to Moses for a second, because I think fatherly characteristics, um, are, are not just exhibited inside of traditional families, but I believe, um, sometime our fatherly attitude, our fatherly spirit, our fatherly heart is extended to those that are outside of, um, of traditional vows. And this is the story of Moses, right? So Moses had children, right? But also Moses was a leader of the nation of Israel, of the children of God. And he interceded. He gave wisdom and gave instruction to the people on God's behalf. So I want to encourage you to trust God. I want to encourage you to uh, rely on um, Jesus as our guidance, um, and don't shrink away from being a leader in the community, right? Fathering those that are fatherless, uh, assisting with those that may need an additional, um, additional helping hand. I know plenty brothers in my life who, um, will assist uh, widows and and single parents, right? They become a father to not only their individual children, but a father-like figure to those on the basketball team and those on the football team and those that are that are um, members of the church, elders uh, and those in the church. So I just want to encourage the men to be that father figure. Um. And this is why in the Bible, God identifies himself as a father, right? Uh, when Jesus was baptized in the Jordan, God says, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Uh, we see in John three sixteen, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. So um, because Jesus is identified as the son, God the father is identified as the father. And we see a God of justice, we see a God of provision, we see a God of protection, we see a God of instruction, we see a God of righteousness, we see a God that's that's evident and, and present in the lives of his children. And I believe this is what God has called us to be. I know this is kind of quick today, but I wanted to encourage you fathers to be the man of God God called you to be and walk out this, this life of integrity, um, fearing the Lord. The Bible says that children are a blessing from the Lord. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. Listen, some of my most memorable moments are held, are had with my children, right? Where we're either playing a game together or we're just hanging out together, being that father. Um, time passes by, time flies. Uh, every person I know says, hey, make sure you spend time because there will be a time when they, they kind of grow up and leave the nest, et cetera, et cetera. So during this time where we have at, 
uh, a lot of influence, where we have a lot of direction, uh, can speak into their life and encourage them and build them up. Let's not take this opportunity lightly, right? Let's be men of God that are worthy of the honor that God bestows on us. And let us fear the Lord so that we can create this house of safety for our wife and for our children. Okay, so happy Father's Day. Um, God loves you. And I want to encourage you, look up to your heavenly father. You may say, hey, I don't have an example of what a father should look like. And I want to remind you that God is our father, right? So when the lost son came back home, his father was there looking for him, right? His father showers us with love. First John 3, 1 says, see what kind of love the father has given us that we should be called children of God. And so we are, right? God showers us with his love and he calls us his children. He claims us, he protects us. And uh, if you don't have a father that was around, you can trust God as our heavenly father. Jesus taught us to pray, our father, which art in heaven, look up to God, who's our heavenly father, and we can trust him to be the best example of a father figure so that you can in turn be an example to your children. All right, this is Lee Bible in Real Life. Man, this is good. I'm encouraged as a father, right? That I have a father I can lean on. And as I walk this thing out, then God will, will bless my family and my children. Man, be encouraged, brothers. Happy Father's Day. Share this with a brother that, um, that needs some encouragement. You know, someone that hasn't been told, hey, brother, you're doing a good job. Keep walking it out and God's going to bless you, right? So that's my encouragement. God bless you. Bye-bye, everybody. This is the Bible in real life, and I'll talk to you next time.